The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In 1940, unfortunately, the Germans were all around Europe and going into different cities and different countries and killing Jews and taking them to concentration camps. And in a certain town that was called Drohobich, there was a man, his name was Rabbi Yaakov Avigdor. Rabbi Yaakov Avigdor was a big Talmud Chacham. He was there with his wife. He had four children, two girls and two boys. And the Germans, unfortunately, came in to this town of Drohobich, and they told everybody that they have to go to a ghetto. A ghetto is a place where they lock everybody and nobody could get in and get out. And then after a few months, they told them they're going to a different ghetto. And the Jews were very, very unsettled. And Nebuch, I'm sure that you've heard of these type of things. They took all the wives, they took all the mothers, and they brought them out to a field, and they killed all of the mothers. So now this Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Avigdor, he had these two sons, his 24-year-old boy Yitzchak, the 14-year-old Avraham, and then he had two daughters. The daughter was Hanagitel and Shendel. And of course, they were terrified and crying because their mother was no longer there. And again, after a few weeks, they took everybody out to a big area. And they separated the men and the girls on one side, the old men and the girls on one side, and the young boys on the other side. And Rabbi Yaakov Avigda understood why the division was there. Because they were going to kill the older men and the girls and the young boys they were going to keep and use them in as slave labor, in labor camps. And he tried a few times to get over to the second side to be with his sons and take his girls over to where the boys were because he wanted to save their lives. But the Germans, the soldiers, Nebuch, the Nazis, they saw him and they pushed him back to the other side. And eventually they put all these people on trains. The two boys went on one train and the other, the father and the two daughters. And the father yells out, Rabbi Yaakov Avigdor yells out to the older son, Yitzchak. He says, Yitzchak, remember! Never let go of your, your brother Avram. Always let him be in your eyesight. Always take care of him. I'm depending on you. And that's the last words that they heard together as a family. And then what happened was that the father and the girls were taken on this train and the boys were taken on the other train. A year and a half later, by that time already, Nebuch, the girls were killed and the boys... They were in a labor camp and they were so frail and so skinny and so pale. They thought for sure so many times they thought they would die of starvation, but they managed and they were liberated and they were able to go to a DP camp. A DP means displaced persons. And over there, they were going to be rehab, you know, rehabilitated. And they were in Austria. And then there were young fellows who came from Eritrea and took these boys. They took them to Milan, to Italy because they wanted to eventually take them to Eretz Yisrael. It was still called Palestine in those days. And one day, when they were in Milan, in that DP camp in Milan, Yitzchak, the older brother, recognized a woman. And he saw she was the daughter of the Hazan of his hometown. And he said to her, what are you doing here? She said, I'm looking for my husband. I've been going to all the DP camps. We were separated shortly after we were married. And now I'm looking for him. I can't find him. And Yitzchak felt terrible because he knew that her husband was dead. He knew that he was working with her husband. 
and he had died, and he was beaten, and he was buried in a mass grave. How is he going to tell this poor woman? She was separated from her husband shortly after marriage, and now she's going to try to find him. And he tried to break it to her gently, and finally he had to tell her. And she's yelling and crying and screaming that her life is over. And then after a while, he said, listen to me, Pesha, that was her name. He said, please, let me give you a letter that I saw that your husband died, because otherwise you'll never be able to remarry. She said, I'm not going to remarry. My life is over. Forget about it. I, I loved him so much. I'll never marry anybody else. He said, don't be silly. Please take the letter. She said, I don't want the letter. And the next morning, as she was about to leave this DP camp in Milan, he wrote out a letter. I saw this and this woman's husband. I knew who he was. I saw him die. He opened up her purse. He stuffed it and he said, don't be stubborn. Just leave it there. And she left. And again, she was traveling to different places. And she came eventually to another DP camp in a place called Bergen-Belsen that had been a concentration camp. And when she was there two weeks, she met a young man. And she thought to herself, you know, maybe, maybe I should go on with my life. And they decided, you know what, maybe they would get married. But she knew she couldn't get married unless she had permission from the rabbis. So there was a long line. There was a whole rabbinical court in Bergen-Belsen, and all the women who were never left alone. They had to bring some proof that their husbands died. And she finally comes up to this rabbi. And she says, I want to get married. I met somebody here. And I want to get married. He said, but you were married once before. Yes, she says, that's true. He says, do you have any proof that your husband, your first husband died? She said, yeah, of course I have proof. He said, do you have from a rabbinical court? I can't, I can't just rely on just anybody. She says, yeah, I have a letter from a, a, a rabbi that I met in Italy. He says, yeah, but, but, you know, I have to know who the person is. And she takes out the letter and she throws it down on the desk because she's so disgusted with all the questions. And the rabbi looks at the letter and he says, you saw this man? She said, yeah, I just saw him two weeks ago in Italy. Are you positive you saw this man? He says, yeah, of course I saw him. He gave me that letter. He says, that's my son. This was Rabbi Yaakov Avigdor. He had survived. And he didn't know that his children were alive. And he called a certain Rabbi Isaac Griffel. Rabbi Griffel was the one. He was in charge of the Jewish Rescue Committee. And he called him in Italy. He said, tell me. You got to go find out. There's a lady here who says that my two sons are alive. Could you go find out? Because you're in Italy. I can't get away from here yet. And he calls back after a few days. He says, yeah, your sons are alive. He said, I can't, I can't believe it. You got to make them. I can't get away here. I have so many rabbinical responsibilities. But in three weeks, I can get away. Make sure in three weeks, they're at the train station waiting for me. And after three weeks, which seemed like, an, like a, so long until he was able to get the tickets and go, he comes from Bergen-Belsen, he comes to Milan to the train station, and the war was still going on. There were thousands of people there. And he's looking around for his sons, and the sons were told by Robert Griffith that their father's coming that day, and they're looking for him. And really, they passed each other. They passed each other numerous times, but they didn't recognize each other because they were so skinny and so frail, and they didn't recognize what they looked like anymore. And finally, the father was so desperate, and he yells, Yitzchak! Avram! My children, where are you? And they hear that voice and they recognize it. And they come running to the man that they realize now is their father. And they hug and they kiss and they cry. And they're reunited. How did a father get reunited with his children? Because his son did a chesed. Because he did a chesed and he wrote a letter for that girl. 
And that's why she had to show that letter to the Rav. And it turned out that the Rav was this boy's father. We are all born in Lashem. We are the children of Hashem. Hashem is calling out to us. He wants to know, where are you? Some of us he doesn't recognize. Because we don't have the Avas Yisrael we should have. We don't have the Avas HaTorah that we should have. We don't have the Avas HaTefillah. And the Avas HaTorah. And Hashem looks at us and wants to know, where are you coming from? Where are you? Come to me. And we call out Hashem. We want Hashem to come to us. And Hashem wants us to come to Him. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.